Hello, welcome to Get Well Soon, a show where students just like you discuss life, school, and wellness, and as well as how they tie together. I'm Kefe. And I'm Dale. And today we're going to discuss mental health stigma in school and its negative effects on students. Today we're joined by Ms. Haynes and Ms. Brown. Ms. Haynes is a school adjustment counselor who facilitates counseling for students, works with teachers and administrators to support student progress. And Ms. Brown is a school counselor who supports students in social, emotional, and post-secondary academic planning. Okay, so to start off, um, for students who may not know what mental stigma really is, uh, how would you guys define it? So I define mental health stigma as a negative view towards mental health, mm. right? So a lot of people don't understand mental health and stigma comes from a lack of understanding um, mental health and disabilities that go along with that. You know, it could be looking at someone and saying that maybe there's something wrong with them, right? That's sort of the stigma part, maybe because they're having a hard time and, and that's sort of the stigma where there's that lack of understanding that maybe there's a deeper rooted issue. Um, and I think uh, you see it a lot on television and movies, things like that, where if somebody with a mental illness is negatively portrayed, it kind of then encompasses everybody with that mental health um, issue. So I think social media and movies and television don't help uh, correct that stigma or make anything better. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. How do you think that this stigma can affect students? Really significantly, um, I think. You know, all you students um, at all different ages, right? Teens, ch children, um, you're all growing and going through so much and, and you are all trying to balance school and work for some of you and your activities while finding out who you are and being a friend and a son or a daughter. And there's a lot of hats that you wear while you're growing and doing all this. Um, and I think, you know, there can be some challenges that go with that, some mental health challenges. And I think um, the stigma part can come from a couple places, right? Primarily, I, I personally, I feel like, and I'd love to hear what Ms. Haynes thinks too, but I feel like I see the stigma happening almost more with your generation from like adult to, to you guys. I don't see it as much student to student. I, 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 in my heart, I really believe in your generation as the change agent for this mental health stigma, um, and it feels good. And I'm hoping that these types of conversations are going to move that forward more, right? So that the students who are still kind of hiding behind their fear of being judged um, are able to feel like they can step forward. But, you know, I do see a lot of adults that grew up. Um, I know when I was growing up, there were a lot of words that were thrown out there that were really offensive to anyone with a mental health stigma that people would just casually use as a joke. Um, and I think that kind of created a stigma and so our generation is used to keeping quiet about mental health and so where your generation is starting to talk about it more I think it's a little scary for some adults and uh, that's the stigma that I see you guys facing from some adults and then there are some students you know people of course who still don't quite have that understanding yeah I would agree I think the barrier that comes up is a lot of times students have this negative view of talking to a counselor mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of that stems from um, parents and different generation different cultures um, I often have students have to come with another student like oh Dale told me that it's easy to talk to you or I can come talk to you I feel better about it but then when I call home there can be that like mm, we'll take care of it I don't really believe in that stuff um, sometimes it's you know religious reasons like you know, we'll take care of it at church, things like that, and that can create a barrier. So my hope is that your generation is uh, looking to change that pattern 
and be the first generation of individuals who are willing to change that view and get rid of that stigma as much as possible. There's always going to be there, cross-culturally, doesn't matter where you live, it's mm -hmm. going to be there, but maybe you guys can help uh, change that. Well, to build off of this, um, is it possible that simply asking for help could, you know, like, you know, like, calm down this mental health stigma a bit? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think that somebody's willingness to ask for support, to ask for help, and then taking that experience and translating that to their friends or saying like, oh, it wasn't, it was great, we talked about this, or it was hard, but I felt better afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I tell students all the time, whether it's the teams I coach or our, you know, academically students, uh, it's the biggest thing you can learn, the biggest lesson you can learn is being able to ask for help. Whether it's mm -hmm. academically, socially, emotionally, like it doesn't make you weak. You don't have to mm -hmm. let your pride get in the way. It's it's actually, I think, a better thing to be willing to ask for help than to think that you can do it all on your own. And it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't make you less than or weak. Yeah. Um, I actually yeah. think it makes you stronger, your willingness to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I see it as a sign of strength, being able to ask for help. And, you know, understandably, um, with where there's still a bit of a stigma, some people are afraid to do that. So, you know, again, these conversations and people who, you know, see it and really get it, um, letting our friends know that like if they say hey i'm having a bad day or hard time or when your friend tells you that something's going on you know encouraging them i think just hearing from a friend you know it's okay i understand or something like that and don't be afraid to talk to someone makes them feel like oh it is okay you know for that person who might not know that so i think it's a really big deal mm -hmm. i would agree because I kind of feel like a lot of students kind of feel like it's them versus the world mm -hmm. and they're kind of like like it's all like all up to me or like you have to be like self-made but I kind of realized that like just looking back at all the years at school like all the the teachers who kind of came before to like get me help me get to where I am and my parents too that were able to provide me with resources and bring me to school all of that I kind of realized that that like it takes a village right to mm -hmm. raise a kid and like you're not really alone, you know, and there's there's so many people who 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 want you to succeed in your family, your friends, your teachers and it's important to not forget that, I think. School is one of the biggest parts of the village. Yeah. You're here 40 hours almost 40 hours a week, 180 days of the year, you play sports, things like that, and I always tell students and Try just one one staff member. Build a connection with mm -hmm. just one, because that one staff member can make the difference between yeah. success or even knowing, like, I'm having a terrible day. I can go talk to that one staff member that has made an impact. And I think sometimes as staff members, we don't even realize that that one conversation made a difference because mm -hmm. we're having so many of those conversations every day. Yep. Um, but I think it's important to build those connections. Hmm. So true. And I kind of... Going off of what, what you two were just talking about, I was um, reading an article that Miss Haynes actually shared with me um, that talked a lot about the mental health stigma. We were kind of looking at it, and um, I found an interesting statistic. It said three-quarters of teens seeking information about depression were looking for personal anecdotes from others who suffered from something like that. And it kind of goes to show that, like, you know, while teens might be looking for um, understanding, I think they're also looking to know that they're not alone. And that's a big part of the stigma is knowing that it's not just you, right? That other mm. people feel that way too. And that's where this, um, we can break that stigma is by talking about it, you know, mm. not being afraid to say it. I kind of agree with that because I kind of feel like 
a lot of the times like everyone's kind of projecting like their best self like especially mm -hmm. like on Instagram so it always looks like everyone's like doing well or doing perfect but I mean I, honestly I wouldn't really know but I know that with me personally like there's a lot of struggles as well as the successes and I'm assuming you know talking to my friends I know I can see that they're also struggling as well despite how, it, how everything seems you know yeah, yeah. wish we could get rid of social media yeah, I think that has yeah. a very big impact. But you know, at the same time, I you know I follow a lot of accounts on Instagram that are for mental health, and I learn a lot from them. Um, yeah. And then I have to remind myself of like the Instagram effect. Like what you see is not always you know they took that one picture and then two minutes later they were having an argument with somebody right. or whatever it might be. Yeah, I feel like people use like social media or Instagram in this case maybe to like hide their like struggles in life because maybe them getting that attention from social media it kind of feeds them mm -hmm. and it kind of gives them a better perception of themselves even though the lights aren't the brightest in their lives yeah so it's a great way to word it yeah that's true you get those little happy points every time you get a like or a positive comment yeah. or views and right it's it's all sort of um false right it's not mm -hmm. how we really should create a strong sense of self and and right mm -hmm. but it kind of can it can give us those happy points that makes us feel like okay these bad things happening aren't as bad because you know people are liking me on social media and it's like mm -hmm. it it, it kind of pushes that it suppresses the actual root of the problem which could be some sort of mental health struggle right because yeah. if they don't get those likes everything changes exactly when that's unhealthy when you start relying on that so social media can be a huge detriment to mental health i think if we rely too heavily on our own self-worth you know what should a student do if they have concerns surrounding their own or someone else they know's mental health Great question. Um, we have a great group of support staff here, um, even just your teacher, because your teacher knows who the support staff are if, if you don't know, um, as well as, so I find that sometimes students are very anxious or scared to come, like get their foot in the door and have that first mm -hmm. interaction. So I always tell students like, send me an email. Like if you feel like you can't yeah. ask for that help or you know, get your foot through my door, send me an email or I'll tell their friends like, hey, bring them down. Sometimes that's what I do when I meet a student for the first time is I have either a student come in on the first time or a staff member that has a good relationship to kind of bridge that gap. And what that says is like, my best friend Dale trusts Miss Haynes. So I feel like I can trust Miss Haynes too. So sometimes having those, those peer supports or even a teacher support uh, bridge that first connection, it's really important. Mm. Yeah, I think that's amazing. You said it really well. It's it's about um you know, remembering that all of your teachers and every single adult in this building, really no matter what the role is, um, are here because we care so much about students and, and we're here to support you beyond the walls of the classroom. So um, I think like Ms. Haynes said, you know, knowing that one, don't be afraid to ask for help, but if you're afraid to like walk into the counseling office or something, send an email or talk to a teacher, maybe after a class or when it's quiet or something and you know, whatever feels right for you, but definitely getting to that adult um, is priority number one because they will get you to exactly where you need to be to have the conversations that that you really you know kind of want to have <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah definitely find somebody to connect with yeah so how do you think that as students what can a student do to kind of change or remove the stigma surrounding mental health in their school 
talk think, about it. Yeah, talking about it, being open yeah. about it, and honestly, the the like the teasing or making fun of somebody or it needs to stop because that continues the stigma of that something is wrong with yep. that person. Um, and you know, I think we all need to like. I always, whenever I say crazy, like, oh man, that's crazy. I have to remind, like, it's that's a really difficult word for us to like. We're not all going yeah. to remove it from our vocabulary, but like, those are the words that are used or were used to describe somebody with a mental illness. Yep. And like, history has shown, like, they, we take a look at the people before these medications were developed, and so you look at someone with schizophrenia who these medications weren't developed at that time, who's having delusions or hallucinations. And you think there's, you know, I need, they can't be here. They can't be in this culture. They're dangerous to themselves. They're a menace to society, whatever. And then that just perpetuates over and over again. And um, I think that's where the huge problem is. So I think being supportive of one another, reminding each other that it's okay to not be okay, right? Like that's our, our it's okay to not be okay. Yep. Um, and mental health is health, right? We talk about those those sayings all the time. Um, but the biggest thing is to try to move towards acceptance of this being a part of many people's lives and knowing that most mental illness is not visible. And I'm sure that there are ma many, probably a vast majority of our students who are struggling with some sort of mental health issue but nobody knows it and they, we hide it, we see it. I'm sure a lot of our staff members are as well. Like, yep. just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, mm. right? Like, exactly. it's there, people are learning to cope with it, but we have to just accept that people can be emotional, people can have anxiety, depression, um, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, that doesn't make them less than anybody else. Exactly. They just need different supports to help them. Yeah, it's so true. You know, um, you think about sort of uh, our brains, right? And how complex they are. Mm. And if you really take a minute to think about it, it's incredible. We can't expect such a such a significant, such a complex thing to work perfectly all the time, right? Mm. And that's okay, right? We're all just kind of like hardwired and we have things happen in our life that aren't always in our control. And I think just being able to sort of acknowledge it, like you said, it's kind of like what you said, like how we talk about like mental health is health, you know, just like you fall down and break your arm. You're not going to be so embarrassed to tell someone it just kind of happened, you know? And uh, I think looking at mental health that same way and saying that it's okay to not be okay is, is really significant. Um, you know, just starting to believe it right in your core for some people it's hard to believe maybe um i know we talked a little bit about, about culturally religious wise some people are told that mental health is a problem that it's 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 a problem if you're not feeling your best or you know it's a shame if you talk to someone when you're not feeling well um i think and and that's really difficult because that's something that gets deep-rooted and, and really um ingrained in us from a young age but I think um, starting to have those conversations and with yourself even and those affirmations of, of you know knowing that it's okay to not be okay is where we can really start internally and then supporting one another as we sort of move through life with you know the ups and the downs mm. and your generation can hopefully break the cycle break the pattern of yeah. the stigma mm -hmm. um, be more willing to accept help support um, you know, we talk a lot about like generational trauma, right? 
and if people are experiencing these things in themselves in their families or in the past maybe they had a negative experience and that one experience with whoever it might have been completely pushes everything away like no i had this one person who tried to help me it went really bad i'm not doing it again it's like it's important i think for your generation to break the pattern um and i would say like a lot of our students are first generation american students and culturally it it can be um very difficult to even talk about mm -hmm. at home let alone say i'd like to go see somebody to talk to at school or at home and you know this is your chance to try and change the views of of mental health and say like this say it hard to say but like it's normal to mm -hmm. not be normal i don't know if we can say it like that yeah. but it's normal to suffer or struggle with different um pieces of your mental health and knowing that like having anxiety doesn't equal having anxiety disorder being sad or depressed doesn't equal doesn't mean that you have depression we all suffer once in a while from anxiety we get nervous about something but that doesn't mean you have anxiety mm -hmm. or you have a mental health um, issue that you need to tackle like we all face these things it's when it becomes you know a bigger problem where it's hindering your academics yeah. your social life your family life that's when it's something that like okay we need to find a way to dig deeper here but being anxious doesn't equal having anxiety right being sad doesn't equal depression and it's so true i think about you know some of our most um, vulnerable and underserved populations, the homeless population, um, even people who end up in prison too. The, the, statistically, those populations are largely made up of people with mental health issues, very largely. And I think we as a society kind of fail those people who end up there because we're not catching that sooner, you know? And that, it starts now. It starts when we're young. It starts, you know, as, as soon as it can start. And that's with accepting that it's okay to struggle, um, but it's it's not okay to not do something about it, right? It's okay. We're going to have bad days. Yes, we don't have to, you know, make that a big thing, right? It's not always a big thing. We're going to have bad days. But when it, like Ms. Haynes was kind of saying, when it starts to impact your daily life, the way you think and feel on a daily basis, if it's hard to get out of bed, if it's, you know, um, if your grades start slipping, things like that, that's when it's time to step back and say, all right, I'm going to talk to someone, see what happens. I think all in all, as well as kind of being more understanding and being more open to to mental health and accepting that in others, I think another thing that can be done in in schools to kind of change the stigma is also just like kind of being nice to people and kind of saying hello to them. Because I know like, like for me personally, things have been, with school has, has been a little bit hard. And even on, on bad days when people say hello to me and they're just nice to me, it, it just makes everything feel a lot better and I kind of remember that I'm not alone in this. You don't have to be friends with everybody, but yeah. you should be kind to everybody. Uh, like being kind doesn't mean like you have to be friends with that person, yep. but it doesn't take much out of your, what, half a second to say hi. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's some kids who just need that hi from somebody. Like that one hello, that one, hey, why don't you come sit with us, even if you don't talk to them the whole time, that can change. That can change someone's day significantly. Yeah. We'd like to thank Miss Haynes and Miss Brown here for their time today. And thank you everybody for listening. And we hope you learned something. I'm Dale. I'm Cafe. And this is Get Well Soon. See you later. Thanks, guys. <laughs>